0: Hi, I'm George Bolargi, and this is Cityscape. New York City is known as the city that never sleeps. But since the coronavirus pandemic hit, nightlife venues and organizations have had to go to bed, leaving venues struggling to stay afloat. House of Yes in Bushwick, Brooklyn is slowly reawakening from its slumber, having recently reopened for outdoor activities. But the venue, which has been described as a mix of Studio 54 and Cirque du Soleil, is far from returning to normal. We recently caught up with Kay Burke, one of the founders via Zoom. We talked about how House of Yes is doing amidst the pandemic, the origins of the venue, and what nightlife might look like in New York City in the future. Kay, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me.
1: Absolutely.
0: So tell us where you are right now with House of Yes in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: All right, well, I mean it's definitely been a journey and you know everything is changing day to day. So let's just talk about this week. This week we have an outdoor bar And although we're not allowed to let people inside the venue for any sort of dance party or nightlife that we typically would be hosting, uh, we have been allowed to have outdoor cocktail service and basically set up like a, you know, a sidewalk bar lounge is what we're currently operating as.
0: So what's that like for you after having been closed now for so long since the pandemic first took hold in New York City?
1: You know, it is exciting and also a little scary. I would say that it's it's a completely different it's a completely different world, really, compared to long late nights and nightlife and producing shows and just the love the level of what we were doing at House of Yes. You know, it's a six hundred person venue that suddenly can see you know hundred people, hundred fifty people for some for some drinks. One of the most interesting things is we're not technically allowed yet to have DJs, entertainers, or anything that would attract a crowd because a crowd creates virus spreading. Right. <laughs> so
0: uh,
1: yeah. so yeah. this is so we're, table we're,
0: service. This is table service we're talking about right now.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what's allowed. And for us, it's been, you know, I'd say somewhere between uh, frustrating and head scratching sort of curiosity of how we can still maintain our spirit and our vibe and not, not just for ourselves, at house. Yes. But for our neighborhood and for New York, it's like, can this still be cool? Uh, what we've discovered is the answer, fortunately is yes. Like it can still, it can still have a lot of um, fun and surprises and performative elements to it even if it's just table service, uh, especially cause we are, you know, we're enforcing guidelines. We're not just letting people, you know, wander and mingle in a way that in a way that would be dangerous because we actually do care about you know not spreading the virus,
0: which is really good to hear because, as we've seen in the news, some outlets are not enforcing guidelines and in fact, have lost their liquor licenses, so very good to hear that you are enforcing those guidelines and are taking this very seriously. yeah, I mean, I would
1: also say what's interesting too is that you know, unfortunately, even though this is all, this is all great, you know, we're happy to be doing something. um, It still doesn't cover our rent, unfortunately, Mm. you know, just so, I mean, hospitality and nightlife in general operates at such slim margins already that to take something into, you know, it's like, how much money can you really make, especially with limited hours, uh, a lot of competition. It's really honestly we're we're happy to be able to support some of our staff and have some of, you know, some of our friends back working, but it's it's really not covering our bills. We still are have no idea what we're supposed to do except for just um advocate for you know, relief packages. <laughs> it's yeah, basically yeah. you know, you know, I mean, there's there's no other way to do it right now.
0: So that being said, I mean, how concerned are you about being able to sustain yourself if this goes on for that much longer? I mean, without a vaccine, who knows when nightlife will return to normal, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're definitely, we're definitely taking a hit. Um, I'm actually more concerned for even smaller independent venues. I mean, House of Yes has a 10-year history of surviving all sorts of you know rent increases our first place burned down like this isn't this isn't our first um wts moment so to speak mm-hmm. so and we've we've had a very very lucky couple years and a lot of support um but if this happened to us four years ago and we were just starting out and we were in a lot of debt would th- this would have been the end of house of yes mm-hmm. um had this been earlier and i guess i'm i am more concerned about the holistic culture of nightlife, of arts performances, um, the entire ecosystem of of what our city, city's arts and culture and nightlife scene is. But that's actually what's at stake. How's the yes? You know, that's that's one thing. Um, but there's there's actually something bigger to fight for right now.
0: I would imagine the folks who are showing up now with your outdoor space are folks who aren't just showing up because they want an evening out. They want to hang out with friends at a table, but they also want to support House of Yes.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's been amazing seeing people, you know, seeing people care. I think the care is, is uh, reverberated back to our people. And there's a lot, there's a lot of trust. I think it's mutual trust and It's mutual respect. I think, uh, respecting your audience is absolutely the most important thing. And so having the audience respect us back and just, just by the simple, the simple gesture of showing up and having a drink, even if they're coming from, I don't know, a different neighborhood or Manhattan. So, so yeah, I mean, that's been so, so wonderful to see and to reconnect with people that we haven't seen in months. Um. Just to check in and see where everybody's at, you know. It's a, it's such a wild time.
0: What date did you actually have to shut your doors in March?
1: Ooh, good question. It was it was a very um, it happened fast and slow, just like a I, I call it kind of like a car accident in slow motion, <laughs> <laughs> where you know, and it just starts. Um, oh gosh, it was totally wild. So, which it was that March thirteenth, I believe it. I believe March twelfth. We had a conversation with our business partners, right and then it was and Friday the thirteenth I believe that we were really um we didn't have a a Friday night dance party for the first time in a very 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 long time. We did have a show I think we had like a a very small uh, a pageant that was one of our um our like a, a burlesque pageant uh and that was very intimate and relatively safe and then that was it.
0: What was it like for you to have to shut your doors like that so abruptly?
1: The hardest part of it for me was we've spent so many years building up our staff into you know watching people go from being an intern into being a complete badass project manager or mm-hmm. you know seeing seeing DJs become our bookers and it's that, you know, like I'm, I was like so proud of the ecosystem that we've created at House yes and and all the opportunities that we were, you know, going towards and all the more long-term uh, projects that were actually even more community oriented, not just, not just like financial schemes, so to speak. So I think the hardest part was really watching all that wash away and also having to, having to lay off the staff that we've worked so hard to cultivate, that was, that was particularly hard for me.
0: How are they managing? It's gotta be tough.
1: I feel like everybody manages in their own different way and it's different every day. I mean, some people, I don't know, some people manage by getting out of town or we're just like, I'm going to get out of New York and wait till it's better. Some people have been really doing an incredible job of, of finding their, internet voice, so to speak, and, and developing themselves as video artists. When I think about some of our performers, I mean, part of their soul just screams to be seen. So, so for them, they were like, okay, cool, like, it's a little awkward at first, but I'm going to start making video content. And I thought that was amazing. Um, one of our performers actually, uh, you know, transitioned into being, you know, back into uh, healing modalities, started her own herbal uh herbal blends sort of company which is very cool um and so so some people kind of found different creative outlets or i don't even it's not even a bad thing to stop partying for a second honestly even for myself i mean i feel like for me it was a at times a pretty welcome sabbatical are you getting a little bit and more I sleep can- these days Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? My skin looks amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely had some more time, you know, some more time for reflection and planning and really, you know, in these times when you're talking about what is essential, it kind of also brings it up into what is essential, you know, for myself as a as a human and also what is essential for House of Yes and our community. Um, this also, you know, not just COVID, but Black Lives Matter, like really really examining ourselves as individuals and their community and kind of like, wow, like we have some work to do. We, you know, like it's not a, it's not an easy, it's not an easy time, but at least we have the time.
0: That being said, what would you say are among the realizations that you've had about House of Yes over these past several months?
1: Ooh, good question. I would say, I would say that mutual aid and mutual mutual support is one of the most important things. Bartering in a way, like being generous, uh, just generally with your with your community or your close friends, um, just that you know, random generosity. Whether it's a, you know, hey, borrow my car, like, oh, hey, you need me to like, let's cook, you know, cook some food for you. I have some extra this and making sure that making sure that we're supporting each other and also understanding that other people might need support more than us and just kind of trying to, because we know right now that the government is not going to take care of us. The government does not care about our health and our well-being, and that it's actually up to us as individuals and as a community to take care of each other
0: how much is out there to help an organization, an entity like House of Yes? Because a lot of folks within the nightlife industry often feel that they are left out of the equation when it comes to government assistance.
1: Oh, yes, we are unfortunately still left out of the equation. You could actually see this in what Cuomo said on Friday. I believe he said something along along the lines of, that's it, we're here, this is, this is phase four. Congratulations, we made it. There are no more phases. I'm like, wait, why are there not more phases? Gyms aren't open. Nightlife isn't open. And there's no, there's not even part of the conversation. So if we were part of the conversation, we would be part of the relief and the support. It's a little, it, it's, it's not even offensive. It's just, it's confusing. It's like, well, what are we supposed to do if we're not even being considered? as part of the future. I thought New York valued arts and culture and nightlife. I mean, come on, like, people come to the city just to party. Uh, why why aren't we even being, you could even acknowledge, like, hey guys, like, we we support nightlife. Please hold tight while we assess what is safe and fair and sustainable. That's what we need to be, you know, like, come on, just say something why are we being left out of the conversation? I have no idea.
0: I would think it's also important to reference the fact that, you know what? It's not just partying. You are supporting, as you mentioned, the creative side of New York city, the artists, the performers, and without outlets like house of yes, there's no stage anymore. I mean, there's online, but there's no stage with an audience.
1: Absolutely. And it's like, you're supporting not just an audience. You know, of course we're talking about these people at work in nightlife. Um, and that that's an entire ecosystem. I mean, it's, it's wild if you really trace, trace it all together, but you're supporting the audiences and the audiences actually are communities. And those communities oftentimes are counterculture. uh, A lot of times marginalized. And a lot of times that is one of the only spaces that they can feel expressive and, you know, safe to be themselves. So, so it really is actually like a bigger conversation. Yes. It's not just about partying, but it's about people connecting. And guess what? People are going to connect Regardless, people ask me, you know, does nightlife have a future? Of course it has a future, but we really need to decide what kind of future we want to see and what what kind of future we want to support, because right now the only places that will survive are owned by large corporations, Um, and the independent, uh, you know, those ones that just have like that super special sauce that make it, make the city unique, um, we might be losing those and the city, the city would not benefit from that.
0: How much have you been thinking about what things will look like when you are able to reopen your doors for folks to come inside? Are you talking about that a lot now or is it too premature?
1: Oh, we absolutely, we absolutely talk about it. If only, if only just for the fun and the terror of that conversation. Um, you know, we're all pretty innovative and creative, not just house C.S., but, our, you know, that's kind of the business we work in. Uh, but as far as when we visualize or imagine what it's like to come back into the space, there's so many things to consider. And one of them is actually the comfort of the of our guests. Like, will people feel safe hugging each other? Even once we get a vaccine, imagine that. Like once, like, let's say everybody's, everyone's vaccinated there is still this kind of residual trauma of, and fear. And also the knowing that like, oh no, like, even if it's not COVID, what if I'm spreading something else to my friends? You might see like people hugging a lot less. You might see strangers making out less often. And you know, like uh, like those like pat and dance floor moments. I think we'll see a lot more, I would hope to see a lot more safety and awareness with people and kind of cons- back to consent and respect, respecting each other's boundaries. Being like, hey, is it cool if I take my mask off, without just like assuming, um, assuming somebody's boundaries. I think, I think we all just have to start getting used to practicing those conversations and understanding that uh, dance parties might feel a little different for a while, but they will completely survive. People love, people love people and they love dancing, and that's kind of like the core of our culture.
0: Let's talk about the history of House of Yes. What's the history there? I love on your website you have the short of it and then you have the long story because you said it's a pretty long story.
1: Yeah, I'll give you the, I'll give you the short of it. Well, you know, me and my best friend Anya accidentally started it. We were, we were costume makers who ended up performing just for fun and we wanted a space where we could keep making art and performing and living because it is as we know um cheaper to build out a warehouse and live in that than to get an actual apartment so so we were kind of part of that um in 2008 was definitely the era of the of the bushwick warehouse <laughs> situations. so we really came from that from that time um our first house that yes burned down it was a loft that had parties, you know, once a month, and circus classes, we had eight people living there, and that burned down, Um, everyone was okay, but we lost our space, and so after that, with lots of community support, fundraisers, um, you know, begging, borrowing, and only stealing a little bit, we were able to open, um, or not even open, we really just leased a, a warehouse in the industrial business zone in East Williamsburg. So that one, oh, that was, you know, that was a crazy, that was a crazy five years of, um, you know, just figuring out how to run a DIY underground illegal venue. You know, we we never had permits and such like that. So then eventually we lost that space, got priced out of it, and ended up uh, basically partnering with someone who just had that sort of, uh, appreciation for the strange, the same as we did, had some experience with construction and hospitality, which we did not have. And they basically took a risk on us. We're like, cool. Like I'll put my, I'll put my savings into you guys. I'll like, let's partner up. He was, um, looking for something interesting to do. <laughs> so, uh, he still got, uh, he sure got his money in the
0: so for those who've never been to House of Yes, like what's your one liner? How do you describe it?
1: Uh, you know what, I usually say it's kind of like taking acid, <laughs> but maybe uh-huh. some of the listeners haven't taken acid. So I think it's like a psych it's like a it's like a, it's like a psychedelic cir- psychedelic circus yeah, I usually just say it's a, a psychedelic circus dream mixed with a little bit a little bit of LSD um, so I mean really it's like a, it's like it what do some people say the love child of Studio 54 and Cirque du Soleil that's how one person described it yeah So that's a great visual uh, I, think, I can
0: see that right off the bat
1: <laughs> yeah yeah this is kind of like funky fun shiny colorful and I mean it's not even about the space it's about the people that go to it and they're uh, gosh, I just love the people that go to House of Yes because they're all so They're all so different. And, you know, we just kind of let them come in and dance and mingle with each other and just like mix it up into this big, like, glitter covered night.
0: What have been among the more memorable events that you've had at House of Yes for you?
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, I would say the, the more memorable ones. We had our anniversary, so that our House ES, I guess it would be our, it was our fourth anniversary party. This was January 7th or so, so it was in the beginning of the year. But yeah, this this year was especially fun. I feel like, I feel like we we felt like at the top of the mountain, you know, we had such a crazy, we've had such a crazy couple of years that it it almost felt like fresh and that we were all, actually celebrating in earnest like we were celebrating and collaborating and making big stupid art and performing together and everything you know it just kind of clicks and things are running pretty smoothly all the people you want to be with are with you and it actually it just felt like your best birthday party I'd say that that was one of our more our more memorable um parties recently you know and then only a month or two later, it's just kind of
0: poof. I would imagine you've been to the space yourself, the empty space now.
1: Oh, yeah, all the time.
0: What's it like to sort of be there now and see it, sans all of the people that are typically in there having a good time?
1: You know, I have to say that being in the space right now, we've, we've been doing renovations, right? So after being open for four years, there's a lot of wear and tear in the space. So what's crazy is that what it feels like Being in the space now, it actually is giving me flashbacks to when we were building it out. In you know years and years ago, because we built that we built that venue from scratch. It was, I mean, it was it was an empty shell of a warehouse. So, to be back there, you know, painting and sanding and you know putting in tiles. It's it you know just just doing that kind of work with our team. Uh, it feels like how things used to be you know we did, we built that place out for two years so it was a, bit, it was a big chunk of our story um, and it feels good it feels kind of like I was talking with my partner Anya about this it feels like we're getting back to our roots of being super super hands on with the space uh, in a way that's very physical you know you're not just on emails and phone calls all day we're actually there putting putting our art back into the space so it feels good
0: would you have had the opportunity to do that work had you not closed because of COVID, or was that already planned?
1: Oh my God, absolutely not. We we always tried to find time for a little renovation here or there. Uh, no, we were just so booked. There was no time. You'd be you'd be sacrificing thousands of dollars to not be open just to paint a wall or two. You know, so absolutely not. It was super hard to find time to, to renovate.
0: What did you have coming up in your lineup that you're most bummed about not not having been able to put on?
1: Oh, my gosh. I mean, we had Glitterbox. And if you know Glitterbox, they're an incredible, incredible um, label and mostly like house disco from London. And they were going to actually have the party March 13th and they had to cancel. So we were looking forward to that. We also had some projects, like some larger projects. You know, we were working with a hospitality group in Mexico to reconceptualize their hotels. We were working on um, a dance party concept for a cruise ship. I mean, it's kind of funny seeing that the, you know, not just New York City nightlife, but international hospitality and entertainment as a kind of hibernating. And uh, so we were really, really excited. We were feeling like, wow, like this momentum is amazing. And now, you know, kind of just getting back to being humble. Honestly, I think like that's part of it is like, I was like appreciating what we have and being, and being just more, just more grateful, more humble about, about the things that we have, you know, and not having to take over the entire world. Um, So we were, you know, we were looking forward to a few things. The one thing I'd miss the most is that we do a massive, Halloween party. Uh, for those who know, it's called City of Gods and it would happen at Grand Prospect Hall over in um, you know, over in Brooklyn and you know, near Prospect Park and wow, that party is crazy. We had 6,000 people. 6,000 people a night for two nights in a row. Crazy Halloween party. The best party I've literally ever been to. Mm. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because I threw. it I mean it was insane. And this year was going to be even you know, even, like, smoother, tighter, more inventive. We had all these ideas. Uh, We were very, very excited about it. Um, So, not unfortunately, of course, you know, even though it's not Halloween yet, we don't – there's no way we're going to have that kind of party for Halloween. And, unfortunately, also, Mr. H, the owner of the venue, passed away from COVID. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He. I mean, this must have been late March that he passed away, so – um, and he was, I mean, he was an old timer. He was a, he was a real New York character. Um, so yeah, we're That was, that really hit home for us on a, you know, on a way where it's like, you know what? The party matters on one level, but it's kind of like, dude, this, you know, but well, we've lost somebody that we've worked with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What about the name K house of yes? Where does that come from?
1: You know, it really, it really kind of just speaks for itself. It was, uh, I I can't take credit for it. It was my friend Anya, and and a friend Kalen. I think it just kind of like popped into, popped into conversation. We had a lot of really dumb names that we were floating around, like Action Adventure or uh, Troutwick Bushman, because we lived on Troutman Street. So we're like, yeah, let's call it Troutwick Bushman or something. I mean, we had some very terrible names, but House of Yes just stuck. I mean, maybe it was accidentally subconsciously influenced by the play and the movie, but if it was, it was completely forgotten about and was just kind of like, yeah, this is a house of yes. Because, I mean, you have to remember, we lived there. It, yeah. wasn't a, it, was not a, it wasn't a legal venue with Department of Health inspections and liquor licenses. I mean, it was, a, it was a straight up house.
0: Are you native to New York, Kay?
1: I am native to New York State. I grew up in a very tiny town called Ontario, New York, which is near Canada. Very like, different uh, near than
0: Brooklyn, the... I would imagine.
1: Yeah, very different than Brooklyn. But, you know, people are people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, humans like, to, humans like to hang out and have a good time. How
0: can people support House of Yes, support the artists that typically would perform at House of Yes now?
1: Honestly, if people want to support House of Yes, First of all, we super appreciate that because we are struggling to pay our rent and just to keep, you know, keep this space. <laughs> you know, um, if you want to support House of Yes, they just come by for a drink and come kick it with some friends, tell their friends, invite some people over. Uh, we are having birthday parties uh, and little, you know, COVID safe gatherings, so you know, it hit us up, we can do, we can do like little intimate events, um, but yeah, just come by, we have a bunch of digital programming, if somebody loves us and they're not, uh, not in New York, we have, we have yoga classes and, you know, all sorts of, all sorts of like educational and interesting, interesting online programming, so yeah, they can tune in, but I would love to see some faces and, you know, get some drinks.
0: Okay, I saw a quote from your partner, Anya, in a publication in which she said, bring a water gun if you're coming to the outdoor space of House of Yes. Why a water gun?
1: Oh, well, bring a water gun because it's hot out and (laughs) water guns are more fun. I mean, you know, of course, consent is best. If you're going to shoot somebody, you know, ask questions, right? But yeah, I think like... Don't
0: just shoot a water gun at somebody without asking. Is it okay, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, like, come on, let's get wet. Let's have fun. Let's have fun. It's not, you know, fun is not canceled.
0: Great. Kay, thank you so much for your time.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Burke is one of the founders of House of Yes. The venue is located at 2 Wyckoff Avenue in Brooklyn. It's currently open for outdoor drinks and food in a seated, limited capacity, socially distanced environment. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. I'm George Boracchi. My thanks to producer Maddie Bristow. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions. Thank you so much for listening.